Welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today, you'll hear a conversation I have with Alicia. There are so many good tips in here about how to work with your own intuition and strengthen your own connection. Plus, we chat all about crone energy and how to embrace it, which was really fun to learn more about. Before we get into the episode, just remember that you can win a free reading from me by submitting your review. So what you want to do is review the podcast, write a written review for it, take a screenshot of it, email it over to me at openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com, and you will be entered to win a free reading from me. All right, enjoy the episode. Today, we're welcoming Alicia to Opening the Door podcast. Alicia is a spiritual consultant that began her spiritual journey in 2008 and has studied many different paths of spirituality, such as numerology, astrology, and tarot. She utilizes the tarot to give clients insight into complex situations, as well as channel messages from spirit. Welcome, Alicia, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Haley. Am I pronouncing it right, Haley? Yep, yep, that's right. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so excited to chat with you. I actually, I think your account was one of the first accounts I followed on Instagram when I like made the podcast Instagram and was like looking for cool people just to like follow and, and stuff like that. So I'm excited to finally have you on and mm-hmm. chat with you, you about your journey. Appreciate it. So Tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get started with your own spiritual journey and tarot, numerology, all these things that you've studied over the years? Okay, so spiritually, I feel like um, I came into spirituality when I went through my Saturn return. I feel like it was just something I feel like I needed to know. And that was back in like 2008. So I just started listening to pretty much lectures, um, pretty much just, Anything I could find on like uh, talking about like what I wasn't doing at that moment, I was into. So stuff like the Anunnaki and uh, the pyramids. And I I started off listening to stuff like that. And I originally ran into Dr. Jewel Pooproom. And so her work really opened my eyes. So I balanced my brain actually. And I feel like balancing my brain actually opened me up spiritually to a lot of things. I feel like my whole life, I've always been intuitive. I've been intuitive since I've been about maybe two years old, I want to say, because I lost my mother at a young age. And so that's actually where the crone comes in at, because I feel like since I uh, experienced like such tragedy at a young age, I've been like tapped in um, because it was a period where I was just like quiet from the age of two to, I want to say at least four, but I've, I've always been quiet. So I feel like my intuition can't comes from just like always the silence. So I always had like that silence. And so from the age of two until now, I've always been intuitive. So jumping back to 2008, when I like, it, it, I was going through like the Saturn return I'm like, it's something I need to know. So, you know, I'm listening to all these things and, you know, I didn't get into like tarot until like, like six years ago. So I've always been like in, on a spiritual aspect, like, um, into like a horoscopes. Like I've been into horoscopes since I was like 18 years old. So, you know, or before that, like, you know, I, I feel like spirituality is just something that is like with you your whole life. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's not one incident. It's like your whole life. When you look back, I, I, I've always liked like witchy movies and charmed and things like that. So I feel like it's always been in me. I don't even think it's like a period of time where I could say, bam, this is when I became spiritual. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I lo And I love how you sort of illustrated through your story. You can have different interests for different periods of time in your spirituality too like first you started out did you say brain brain balancing I haven't heard of that is that something that you you want to kind of tell us what that is it's uh so it uh it's about balancing like your left and right hemispheres of your brain so oh, a lot yeah. of us could be some of us could be left brain some of us could be right brain and so it's good to like balance and you could balance it a number of ways. I've, I've done it through symbols. Her program is done through symbols, but I believe it's a program called Hemisync where you listen to like maybe tunes or I don't know how it works. I, I won't speak on that, but yeah, it's, it brings you into alignment. And so I feel like the moment I did that, it's just like things like started aligning like it was just like one thing after another I just heavily got into like numerology so it's like I pretty much live this like so it's like I follow astrology I follow numerology I'm into like anything occult like I'm I'm down I, I love it what's your uh, <laughs> astrology sign I'm a Sagittarius me too are you yeah perfect <laughs> December 14th mine's the 20th nice awesome okay fun sad cherry sisters I love it yeah so yeah you kind of mentioned you've studied sort of a lot of different things over your spirituality time over your life um so a, sort of like numerology astrology tarot which of those do you feel calls to you most or that you feel most resonates with you I feel all I feel like it is all rel relatable to each other I feel like if I, I can't say I like one more than the other like because when I, even when I'm doing tarot readings, it's like, I'm looking at the energies of the cards I pull. So it's the elements. And then it's like the number of the car I pull. So then it's like numerology because that matters as well. Because numerology, when you're talking about numerology, repeat numbers and patterns, they absolutely mean something. Um, like your personal year means something like you're going through, we're always going through different cycles at times in our lives. And there's always themes, you know, with the seasons aren't just changing, like it's themes in our lives are changing. So are you keeping up with the themes in your life for your own pattern? Like we're keeping up with your own pattern. So I feel like all of that helps. Like, I, I, I don't want to say I like one word. Another. I, love I get all. that. Yeah. I love how I have a deck. I have a tarot deck. I don't use it that often, but I love how you sort of incorporate the numerology into the tarot. I haven't really heard of that before. So I think that's really cool. Like different numbers, meaning different things like that, I think is very cool. Okay. So what about tarot cards? What are some tarot cards that resonate the most with you? Do you have like one card that you love or like to see when you're reading for people of course I have favorites of course I love the high priestess card <laughs> so that's the that's the the and that's dealing with intuition the high priestess so that's she's sitting in front of the veil so <laughs> okay and mm -hmm. the symbolism with um the high priestess you know so I love the uh everything about the energy of the high priestess I love because I feel like I've embodied that like it's the keeping of like records and keeping of information and you know revealing of these things so the, I definitely um resonate with the high priestess and the empress and 
I really feel like I chose those as well because back to numerology, my birthday is December the 20th. So when I break down my numerology, my life path number is at number three. And so the number three in tarot is the empress. I relate to the empress. Then my birthday is, it breaks down to a number two. So it's also like the, the high priestess. Oh, that so. is so cool. I love that. That is really, really, that's like a, a very synchronous. I like, that's really cool. Yeah. How do you receive messages in your bio? You talked a little bit about reading tarot and receiving and channeling message from spirit. So how do you, what, in what ways do those messages come to you? Are you more clairvoyant, clairaudient? How do those come to you? I feel like it's a combination is I'm more um, intuitive. I say uh a lot of times when I'm reading, I say I feel. So it's more like a feeling. So it's a combination because sometimes um, during a reading, I can see, I will see flashes of like a color or um, it's it's like a flash of something. So I guess that would be considered like clairvoyance um, probably, right? If you're seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then there's sometimes I could be clairsentient because I, I, a smell might come and then clairaudient because sometimes I might hear something so it can be like a com it's a combination for me I like when we're able to sort of use more than one to get a full message I think that's an important part of reading for people what are some things that you've done to really own your spirituality and exactly who you are like you're on social media doing tarot readings a lot like how how have you gone about really stepping into your power as a spiritual person who's here to read tarot and channel messages for people have you received any sort of backlash from family and friends have you received any sort of like we all get hate online for it sometimes but like how what are some ways that you really step in and, and own all of the spiritual power that you have by by being online because it was always my family knew they would call me eccentric you know people that knew me when I was younger they would say I, I you know I, I knew it was some, it would be something about you but my way of like owning it was basically coming out with the chrome with the chrome like whole brand like this is what I'm doing with my podcast with um well when I was doing a podcast I stopped doing it um with my YouTube channel that was just like Okay, like it when I did when I put the channel when I started my channel, I started it in August 20, 2021. And so that's when people or people that knew me, my family was like, oh, she's serious. Because my father is a minister. He's actually a bishop. Oh, <laughs> so wow, okay. he's definitely does not agree with it, not one bit. Okay. And yeah. so my other family members is just like, eh, she. You know, like it's like they mind their business. They like she's doing what she's doing. Yeah. No, so it's just like, but that's my way of owning it by just doing like doing it and not being because I learned like if I like live in trying to live in fear and live by any like other people terms, I found that it create a war in me. And then also being spiritual, you know, I do know like when you don't live in alignment with who you are, you're going to see things happen in your life that's going to either you're going to get on a path or you're going to even fall off even further and worse things that happen. So you things that happen in your life that'll make you either you get right or (laughs) so yeah. So I it's like either I had to like own this own who I am and I'm still I'm I'm still don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just out here just doing it. Like you know? Yeah, I think I 
I love the simplicity of your answer. It's like, just do it. Just own who you are and get online if that's what you feel like you need to do and do it. I think, yeah, I mean, good for you for, I'm sure it's hard with your father being a a bishop. That's, I, because I know in, in a, I grew up in a church community too, and a lot, I mean, the message is don't, don't convene with spirit if you're not like a minister or if you're not talking to God specifically. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's definitely a, there's, there's work to do in ourselves to come out of that and realize that we can do these things and connect spiritually in these ways with the universe or source or whatever you want to call it. And Mm -hmm. I love what you said about when you're not living the way that your soul really needs you to live. Mm-hmm. there's really a war inside of yourself. Like, I love the way that you worded that because it's so true. There's like just this, this aching inside your soul. That's like, yeah, this isn't what we need to be doing. So yeah, I, I love, 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 love your answer. Awesome. <laughs> One thing in your bio that is mentioned is that you give clients insight into complex situations, which I love. I'm wondering what are some of your strategies for doing that? How do you deliver what is sometimes tough news during readings? Mm, I'll honestly, I don't know how to be, not be blunt. Like, I don't know how to, and I don't know it's because I didn't have that parent. I didn't have that. Like I was raised by my father. So I didn't have that mother nurturing to sugarcoat things. It was like, when I fell and got sprayed, look, it was like, I had to nurture myself and you things like that. So it was like, I didn't know, I don't know how to sugarcoat things and it could just be because I'm a Sagittarius and because I'm into astrology I know that my my um Mercury is also in Sagittarius so (laughs) so I I feel like I'm blunt because of just my makeup in general so I feel like I'm not for everybody so if you can't take blunt you know I mean I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't know if you can't take blunt, but I feel like I'm relatable. So, but again, I'm not for everybody. So, but I do tap into like people's ancestors and people that have crossed over. So, you know, I don't know. I feel like I can communicate in a relatable way to where I feel like people, when they do come to me, they're at a point where they need to hear it that way anyway. Ooh, yeah, totally. They, they picked you for a reason or they were led to your Instagram for a reason and booked a, booked a reading because they needed to hear what they needed to hear Yes, in a way that, that they'll be able to hear it. You know, like you can say something from a reading to somebody and they might not be ready to hear it until, until it's said a different way. Right. Mm -hmm. Or until they're ready. So booking with you, it's like, okay, well, they must be ready to hear it. Right. So, mm-hmm. so what are your, what are some of your favorite types of readings to do? Do people usually come to you like for love, career, family? Like what are, what are some readings that you tip, uh, typically enjoy doing? I love the love readings because I feel I'm, I'm a person that I feel like you should be with who you want to be with. And I feel like it should be a mutual thing. I feel like it's too many people in relationships that are settling and 
just putting up with stuff that they know that they're just there out of comfort. So I love doing the love relationships because I, I love giving people the insight. Like, you know, this person, you know, that, you know, you know, you know how you're feeling it. I like to, cause mostly not all women, but it's mostly women, but I do have men and women. I can't just say women. So it's not fair to say that, but I try to, get people to use their intuition like you already notice you're having a feeling if you're questioning it your intuition works <laughs> yes so. yeah absolutely how how do you go about doing a love reading for tarot so let's say somebody comes to you do you just let the card speak or do they ask a specific question about like should I be with this person or should I do this or that like how does it typically work for you they they usually ask they usually ask but sometimes people will want a general message and it'll come out or some yeah it'll come out sometimes um people ask a specific question about love and you know that's the normal way I that's the the way I prefer like them to ask but Mm -hmm. sometimes they don't even ask about love and it's just like in their energy that that is that's what they're going through and Mm -hmm. it's I'm led by spirit to give them the message of love, you know? Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. How do you prepare for readings? <laughs> okay. So clear, clearing my aura, clearing the cards, asking spirit to give me clear communication. I have my water for spirit. I light my candle and have my either instant or just a sage still burning and open a window mm. and get get busy. Yeah. <laughs> What do you do? Do you use the same deck for if like, let's say you just want to pull some cards for yourself. Do you use the same deck you use for readings with other people? Or do you have a special deck that you keep? I do, but I rarely pull for myself. Mm. Rarely. Like I do. I was just saying to myself yesterday, it's funny that I want to start um, doing daily pulls again. But when I do that, I would probably use my own personal deck, but as for now, yeah, I would use, I use the same deck. I just keep it clear. Mm-hmm. Normally I have like um I usually set like stones on them at night. Crystal Ooh, beautiful. Yeah, set them on stones just every day, every, every day, every mm-hmm. night. They as soon as I'm done, the, the crystal gets set on them and they get clear. Clearing is such an important part when you're inviting other people into your space to read, whether it's cards or just channeling messages, is mm-hmm. just such an important part of doing this like you don't want everybody's energy hanging around on your cards or or in your aura too right like I right yeah I prefer to read I can read when there's other people around but I prefer you know no one around just me and whoever I'm reading for but one thing about the uh, tarot cards is better like because we in an age of social media and social it's like like I would have like, like I have like multiple decks and I feel like I would have more decks if I would, was able to go to like stores. I feel like we don't have enough of brick and mortar stores that has like the cards. Like I find myself using the same deck is because I don't, it's hard for me to choose a deck online. Usually when I choose it, I get it in some, most of the times I don't like them. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. There's, I think there's a lot less brick and mortar these days. Obviously we live in a very online world now. And yeah, I think there's something about choosing a deck or a stone or like whatever you're shopping Mm -hmm. for in person, because you get sort of a, like a different energy sense than you might be able to really pick up on, on the computer screen. Absolutely. I definitely in person, I is a pool you know that pool yeah. you get in your palms, that pool, you know what you're drawn to 
just by touching it because that's what anything even with my altars that I choose anything a lot of spiritual tools that I choose I absolutely have this the magnetic pull in my palms so yeah it's way different because when I choose it online I want to say 90% of the time I don't like (laughs) yeah yeah and if you think about it like somebody is picking up that order and packing it for you like you're yeah you're Mm -hmm. not getting to pick it up or yeah kind of like find what you're looking for through energy for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but something that you mentioned in your Instagram bio is crone energy. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, will you describe that for us and like how you define it and why that is important to you? Okay. So the crone energy is the, is the elder aspect of the triple goddess. So the triple goddess is the maiden, the mother and the crone. The maiden would be the energy prior to menstruation, menstruation. Mother of course is the birthing phase and then the crone would be considered the women that are that have experienced like menopause. But crone energy is just wisdom energy and I felt as though that I wanted to put a spin on crone because I'm not in a, I'm technically not a crone, but since crone is wisdom, we embody everyone embodies all three of the energies. There's a time when you're vulnerable in the main energy. There's a time when you're mothering, supporting people, you know, in the mothering energy. It's a time where you're being wise and you're in that crone energy. So I feel like I, when I looked up the definition of crone, this is what made me even want to start the crone thing. Cause I didn't, I didn't know. I was just like, let me, and nothing is random. So I looked up crone and it was just like thin, ugly, old lady and I'm like excuse me (laughs) (laughs) like that's what we have to look forward to like that's it like no so I added the z crones because I'm like wait a minute because I feel as though I was born in a crone energy the day that I was born the the phase of the moon because the energies are they tie into the moon phases so the waning the full and the waxy moon so the waning moon is the crone moon and that's the moon that I was born in. I didn't even realize that I was born during that moon. When my mother passed, it was like the crone energy. So that's why I say from a young age, I was born into the energy. I've had to always embrace that energy, but I've always had to use my own wisdom because I didn't have that mother to, you know, tell me this and that. I've always had to embrace, like, had to use my own wisdom at a young age. And so I'm like, wait a minute. They're not about to demonize the crone energy, okay? Like a smart, because smart women are considered a threat. And so that's tied in with the crone, okay? So yeah, so that's where the crone comes from. So I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just gonna, um, I appointed myself <laughs> as the as one of the chair of the crone, okay? I'm not in charge of the crones, okay? I feel like it's a community thing. I feel like everyone has this energy. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just disappointed myself as a representative, a representative. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think like one of the, in mainstream culture, when we hear the word crone, yeah, we think of like an old lady with like, maybe like a cloak and a hood on. And like, she's all like an old crone, like she lives in the woods and like, and for me, it does have a sort of a magical representation too. Like she's a sort of a magical lady, old lady who lives in the woods and maybe she does herbs or like, you know what I mean? Like it it definitely has, Mm -hmm. but you're right. It has sort of this connotation that 
is like maybe less valuable than mother or maiden energy. And I love sort of the embracing of, Mm -hmm. and thank you for sharing why you feel that way and parts of your story that, that Mm -hmm. leads you to really embrace this energy. Mm -hmm. What are some things that anybody could do to start embracing their own crone energy? Simply going with that inner voice that you, that you second guess. Don't second guess yourself. I think, that's yeah, it. that's such, such good advice. And I think with crone energy, it can, what I'm hearing from you is it's really about leaning into your intuition, mm-hmm. right? And recognizing that you have wisdom inside of you, no matter if you're 12, 25, 52, 67, you know, there's, we all have that sort of energy within us. So do you think we all, do you think we embody these different energies, maiden, mother, crone throughout our life or, or at different periods of time or always have access to any of them if we need them? Does that make sense? Always, you always have access to them anytime you need them because a little girl can use crone energy, you know, just, just by, I mean, um, uh, if she sees a, a someone, a, a, it could be someone her same age, her, she go, she can go and support them in mothering energy, or if she's even smart, start dressing up the wound, that crone, that crone energy, you know, of knowing what to do with that wound, you know, like wiping, like clear, you know, you can always at any age and it is, you can use it for any example, um, even like, uh, in school, um, uh, 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 what age group it could be any I feel like any age group at any time it's about uh, even if a child uh, loses a ball and they want to go run after it in the street a child no uh, you know using that crone energy is like oh I better not run out in that street I don't want to you know I don't want to get hit I don't want mommy you know or on a playground I, I don't want to go over there I, you know the other kids over there using that crone energy. Well, my mom said I can't go over there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like different different stages you tap into it. Because yeah. I feel like some people could be an actual crone and not actually embody that energy at all. You know? Cool. Yeah, I love, I just love the idea of embracing that at any time. So very cool. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you do in your daily life to connect with spirit, deepen your practice with tarot or otherwise other spiritual work? So definitely meditating and taking care of myself, like trying to take care of myself and doing things. I feel like my whole life, like everything I do, I feel like it's spiritual. So like when I'm like on social media, like my timeline things is more of like, no, I'm not going to lie. I do um, follow like shade room in the neighborhood talk, but (laughs) a lot of things that pop up on like my timeline and stuff that I engage and take into my mind it's like spiritual things and spiritual and I stay in tune by just like meditating daily, um, having like a practice. And even if I'm not like 100% like on my practice and my, to me, 100% on my, um, path would look like getting up three, four in the morning, meditating, doing my yoga, doing some exercising. Okay. Doing affirmations. That's just when I want to be like, like on a schedule, but I feel like every day I'm, I'm, I'm meditating every day. So I feel like that keeps me like in tune. And then I read, um, I do my tarot readings. So it's like, I'm always like communing with spirit. And even if I'm not reading my tarot, I'm 
Like I could be in thought with myself and questioning um, and like trying to strengthen like a bond with my intuition. And I feel like that's what I want to kind of do um, to help people like to strengthen like so because I don't like I tell people you could come to me for a reading but I, I'm not one of those people that is like keep coming back I tell people you come to me I don't want to see you again so I'm one of those p- type people that wants to show you how to use your intuition by basically by showing you daily I'm, what I do daily is I'm just working on myself to be to show other people because right now I feel like what I'm I I don't like I say I don't know what I'm doing and even though I have like my platform and I have like a lot of people that view my videos sometimes and sometimes I don't and and that's another thing that it could like like I get sidetracked sometimes because social media like but I'm still you know I still do my practices every day I know I'm going off a little topic but no I'm scared like I'll be (laughs) sharing like what I'm actually going through and that's what I'm doing right now so I pretty much daily just do my meditations and do my readings pretty much yeah I love that yeah I think what you said about (laughs) social media is so true Mm -hmm. it's so fickle sometimes you'll get thousands of views on a video Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll get 50 you know and we I think we can all get kind of caught up in that Mm -hmm. the hamster wheel that it is you know but I love what you said about if I give you a reading once like I'm not going to tell you to come back next Mm -hmm. week or something like that I think that is a really a good sign of a real and honest reader of any type is like nobody should be forcing you to come back in two weeks for a Mm follow-up reading nobody should be telling you that you have to come back in a certain amount of time no yeah like that's just so (laughs) scammy to me and so I just love that you said that and I love the idea of, yeah, like, I mean, one of the reasons that I started this podcast was because I wanted to also help people open up to their intuition. Like we can all do this. And obviously I'm sure you do too. Even myself, like I like to get a reading from a psychic or a tarot reader every now and then that's not myself because it's easier to get messages that are non-biased or like not as ego-based through. Like I like to do that personally. So like, we're all always gonna grab a reading every now and then, Mm -hmm. but I think just learning to, and you mentioned this earlier in the interview too, like sitting in your own quietness and hearing yourself and really starting to learn how to access your intuition is like so important for every single person in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on that note, what, what are some things that someone who's listening right now can do in their daily life to open their door a little bit more to their natural intuitive abilities? One easy thing is to start trusting yourself when you ask yourself a question, start trusting yourself and paying attention to uh, what's going on around you, because that's how you're going to get your answer. And that's a way to work with your intuition daily. Like, just ask yourself a question, ask yourself a question, like uh, something simple uh, or not so simple. Okay, so one, one, one way when I would meet a guy, I would always ask spirit to show me what I need to know about that person. And I, I kid you not, by the end of the day, I will always see something over here, a conversation they had, something. And so when you, when you get those messages to, in order for you to keep building that strength up with your intuition, you got to trust it and go with it. Like you can't second guess or act like you didn't see that message. You act, you can't act like you didn't because then you're severing the that communication with yourself. You're not trusting yourself. 
And then yourself would be like, oh, well, if I show you that again, you didn't believe me last time. So, you know, so start asking yourself questions to see things about people. Or if you just want to touch yourself out, it could be something about a diet or food. Like you can add something simple, like uh, actually, um, by lunchtime, uh, show me something. It could be anything. I don't know what people want to know, but <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that question that you would ask yourself. Um, what was it? Show me, show me or tell me what I need to know about this person. Yep. Oh my gosh. That is so good. I don't know how I never thought of that. That is, I just absolutely love that. I'm totally going to do that the next time. Like I meet somebody new because that is fantastic. Oh, Every time the and when I say it, it I never had to wait a day. It was when I when I asked to see. It was literally always the same day. With every every time I asked myself something. One time I asked myself. I asked when when I don't remember the question. It was like when was I going to? Oh, this is bad. I don't remember the exact what I asked myself, but. I left my house and went to a store. When I went to the store, I went and I got what I got, was in line waiting on um, just to be checked out. Look to my left. It was two magazines next to each other. And it was titled was like, it was like, it had like something like um, soon. And then the, us ma- the next magazine was like hungry girl. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. just such good advice. And I also love what you mentioned about don't forget to act on when your intuitions or like believe your intuition because when you don't or you second guess, I just love the wording you use. Like that severs some of your sort of bond to your intuition. And I just mm-hmm. think that is such a good reminder for people to like, we can hear from our intuition and be too afraid to say yes that's true or actually act on what we know we need to do and you're right it's kind of like a form of betraying yourself in a way like and yeah you're right then your intuition you know you're going to listen to it less and less if you do that Mm so great great advice on trusting yourself and just hearing Mm -hmm. your intuition so so awesome (laughs) alicia thank you so so much for being here today i just absolutely love your story and the awesome, fantastic advice that you gave during this time. Can you tell listeners where they can find you? Yep. My website is www.crones.com and that's C-R-O-N-E-Z.com. And on Instagram, I'm number four crones. All right. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, we'll look, well, oh, I already follow you, but everybody else will look you up too. So okay. again, oh, yeah, I also have a Facebook page and Twitter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Facebook is crones, C-R-O-N-E-Z. So you can follow the page. And I have like a lot of reviews on there. And I also like post my videos from YouTube. YouTube is the Crohn's way. Spelt the same, the Crohn's way. <laughs> cool. Thank you again, Alicia, so much for uh, being here and sharing your wisdom. Yes, anytime. Thanks for having me. I had fun. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, Follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email opening the door podcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future QA episodes.